All right, we're here with mom, and hi, mom. Hi, sunshine. Um, mom, what is the saddest moment of your life? Um, the saddest moment of my life was when I was at the hospital and watching my mom passing away and seeing someone that had so much love and passion for life put to sleep and uh, and her life you know her life was finished i think that was the saddest moment of my life and what did your what did you learn from that what did you learn from your mom um what i learned from that it's how amazing life is and how grateful we should be for the life that we have given. And what more important than that, making, not, making sure that we do not sweat small stuff and everything is a so, small stuff essentially, that not letting little things bothers us and pretty much everything is small stuff. And realizing how valuable and precious life is and living life to its fullest. But also living the life we want to live, not the life that other people want us to live. But one of the most profound things I learned from that experience that was when you're born, you know, there is the anticipations that the mom is pregnant for nine months and the baby's born and things get better and better and better. But when it comes to end of life, there is no gradual transition. You know, it's just like my mom goes to the hospital one day and next thing we know is she's diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. So this is pretty shocking because there is, again, there is no warning that your life is going to end. So you, the anticipations I, I had or before that, I expected that end of life is like a beginning of life, is that you, it's gradual happens and you know that, okay, in 10 years, 9 years from now, this is going to happen, 8 years from now, this is going to happen, blah, blah. But it doesn't. It just like hits you like a, you know, you're hitting a brick wall. It's just like out of a blue. It just comes at, at you. So that's why it's really important to not, like, not take life for granted. Do not postpone anything. If you want to do something, do it now. Don't say, I want to do it five years from now or 10 years from now or when I retire or when I'm seven years old. Because you never know what's going to happen in five minutes from now. So what I learned, the most important thing is that making sure I have no regrets. If something happens to me five minutes from now, I can look at it and say, damn, I had a pretty good life. I lived a pretty good life and I absolutely have no regrets. I think that's really the most important thing is that live your life to its fullest and live the life you want to live, not the life that other people want to live. And finally, do not... So it's small stuff and everything is small stuff.
have you found yourself um were you maybe not doing that before and then after you you saw kind of what happened with your mom that you you shifted you changed with the things you started doing differently after that oh absolutely um all the treat uh, all the three things i was talking about i would let uh, external force you know, be in charge of my mood or my attitude and all of that. Say, for example, if you had a family reunion and one of my family decided they don't want to come, that would eat me up and that would bother me. Right now, not that I don't care they don't come, but I respect that and realize that for whatever reasons they cannot make it and respect that and still make 100% enjoyment out of this and a good example of it was this past uh christmas time we're taking a grand grand trip you know epic trip uh, to australia and new zealand for three weeks and um, my youngest son was not able to join us for the whole time but what i made and so it was my husband he wasn't able to join the whole time but i made it i made up my mind that i'm gonna have the maximum enjoyment out of this trip and I did. And, you know, my youngest son surprised me and he showed up the very first day of the trip anyway. But I wasn't before, I would say, oh, well, they're not here. Therefore, you know, something is missing. Therefore, I cannot have 100% enjoyment. Right now, I do not allow that external force hinder my enjoyment and maximizing my enjoyment in life. And again, I, not that I don't really care. I respect people for not being able to come or and just just making a point that I'm going to enjoy life. The other thing is uh, I was worried about what, you know, other approval, other people's approval and what they say and all of that. Right now, I really don't. I, uh, for example, one of the things I would do is that if I had dinner parties, you know, we have Halloween parties, a big deal. And I would before I would make like 20 different different dishes and try to everybody was like wow you're a superstar you made these dishes oh my gosh this and that but right now most of my dinner parties is actually i've got this apron i gave the apron to all my guests and it's like hey let's cook together and have some fun and cook together because what i realized is not about eating it's about um connections it's about uh, uh it's about communications it's about connecting with each other it's not about let's get together so we can eat a feast it's that's a secondary we let's get together so we can have a nice conversation so let's get together and you know interact with each other and so i've changed my uh approach on that one and i constantly catch myself i constantly catch myself and i'm doing the things i want to do um i go i for my 60th birthday i throw a big birthday party for myself i didn't want uh, I didn't think anybody can do as good of a job as I could. So it's like, hey, you know, I don't want to just go to a restaurant and sit with a bunch of my friends and have dinner. I want to have a big bash. So I throw a big birthday party for myself. Not my husband, not my kids, but I did it, you know, and I was very proud of it, you know, and I wanted it, you know, to do it. Um, and then I wanted to go to Singapore, see my son in Singapore. So I did that, you know. So I'm not sitting there waiting for approval. Should I do it or shouldn't I do that? But I just do it. So, yeah. Um, and it's just I'm so much happier. I really am so much happier in life because 
I don't feel constantly bombarded with stories that I may I used to make in my mind. And when I saw my mom right before she died, two weeks before she died, to go and ask for forgiveness from one of our relatives because she was carrying all that resentment from her that, you know, she said this or she did that and see her to go and ask for forgiveness. I saw, my gosh, you know how sad it is that when it comes to the end of life, we look at it, it's like, you know, it really doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. So, um, I, I, that was, again, that was the saddest moment of my life, but also was a very profound moment of my life. And seeing that, I learned how to live life to its fullest and maximize my life, you know. I thought you brought a really good point at her funeral. Don't be afraid of death. Be afraid of unlived life. And and I think that's very profound, you know. So. And for some of the people listening, how how can they... What advice would you give? How could they implement that where they're not sweating the small stuff and also... Uh, living their life, not the life that they think others are supposed to have them or trapped by other people's uh, thinking about what they're doing? Uh, I think that comes with discipline and um, everyday effort. One thing that's helping me actually right now is uh, writing this five minutes journal that every day I ask, you know, ask a questions, what are the three amazing things that will happen today or, you know, you're looking forward to and you write it down. And you live with intention and one of the affirmations and asks you for one of the affirmations that you write that I'm in charge of my life. I am setting intention how my day is going to go, right? If I have an intention that I'm going to be the most positive person in life and every morning when you get up in the morning, you tell yourself that regardless of the external forces, you go to work and your boss might be a total jerk. This, the guy front of you might cut front of you, you know, while you're driving to work. That All of that might happen. But again, if your intention is that you do not allow the external environment affect your mood and your day, then you've got it made. Because again, keep that in mind. The most powerful thing that we have is our brain and our mind as a human being that separates us from the rest of the creatures in the world, Right. And with that, it allows us to be able to synthesize and use our brain to live a smarter life, right? If we didn't have the brain, then we would be like any other creatures in the wilderness, right? So knowing what's good for us. And it's, the interesting thing is that we are our own worst enemies. You know, we constantly judge ourselves and evaluate. And, you know, like, for example, I used to, like, when on the weekends I'm doing dishes, my mind starts wandering off and going, you know, left and thinking about someone or something and would just keep going and making stories and all of that. And by noon, I was just this, you know, really upset individual that is like, oh, my gosh, the whole world is against me. Being able to catch myself and it's like, stop, bring it back. And it's natural. Our mind starts going off. And it's very important that we 
control it and make sure that doesn't go off. You know, as soon as I start thinking that, oh, you know, I've taken this friend of mine out to dinner five times and she hasn't bought me dinner. You know, as soon as it's like, stop. Okay. You did that because you want to, not because you had to. So that gave you enjoyment. You wanted to do it and you did it. So don't be sitting there and waiting for that. So stop and then get back my mind into a positive things. Like what do I want to do today? So constantly our mind starts going out there and wants to, you know, find things to um, bring us down. And it's like just being able to realize that and do not just let it go and, uh, uh, make it happen. Uh, one of the best analogy I heard was from Dr. Holakui, who's an Iranian psychologist and very, you know, respectful um, uh, psychologist. And he was saying that if any part of our bodies did not, we would not have any control over it and would just go on, like our hands would just take off and go this direction and our leg would go the other direction, we would not be able to survive five minutes. But our mind, we just let it take off and go go wherever without even coming back and saying that, hey, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing? You know, just bringing it back. And we just let it go. And all we need to do is just discipline it and it's like, stop, absolutely stop. And when you do that, it's like, it's very uh, powerful because you look at it, it's like, for crying out loud, we talk about our supervisors or co-workers or our neighbors or, you know, relatives are, you know, our enemies or doing, you know, bad things. But it's like we realize that we are truly our, our own worst enemies by just making constantly letting our mind take off and just, um, you know, make stories. And we got to stop that. We just got to stop that. And when you do that, it's like it's almost like a game. You know, it's like, oh, you know, my friend didn't buy me dinner. It's like, oh, thanks for sharing. Okay, good. Next, next one, you know. Uh, or, you know, my son didn't call me or he was rude to me. It's like, okay, thanks for sharing. Next one, you know, just uh, doing that. It's just kind of like, huh. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. And you can just uh, control that and don't stop making stories in your mind. So. Yeah, and again, live the life you want to live. And people respect you. They become more authentic when you live the life you wanted to live, you know. Um, last Friday, we're coming to Los Angeles to spend time with you guys. And your beautiful five says, uh, yeah, I'll be exercising. I'll be home around 6 o'clock or so. And I just love that. It's like, you know, doing the things that is good for you and you want to do it rather than, well, you know, um, my mother-in-law's coming, I should get home probably and cook something or something. It's like, no. Y you know, first taking care of yourself, first doing the things good for you, and then taking charge of your life. And then, you know, I've, because I've known people, it's like they do it, and it's like, well, you know, I don't exercise because my mother-in-law comes there, and that's because, you know, it's like, that's all just excuses for ourselves to be victim. You know, don't be a victim. Take charge of your life and do what's good for you. And then don't whine and complain. Do not whine and complain. Take charge. And to me, that's the most powerful thing that we can do, is that just go ahead and live our life. And that's not being selfish. It's being selfless, right? It's being selfless, taking care of our uh, self first. What's good for us? Wow, very powerful. Well, thank you for that, Mom. Um... Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. 
And for those of you listening, if you liked Mom's Words of Wisdom today, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, like and share this podcast with others you think would benefit. Thank you so much.